approximately 10 days ago, most of us gathered for worship on Christmas Eve. Perhaps it was here in this sanctuary, perhaps it was some other place where you were on that night. We read the Christmas story, we sang lovely Christmas carols, we gathered around the communion table, and then, at least in this sanctuary, we formed a big circle and we lit candles and we sang. And it was that moment a celebration of the great promises of God, about the coming of God. The light of the world comes into the human world. That's what we were marking. The light shines in the darkness, and no darkness can overcome Christ's light. Those are powerful and memorable moments, standing, singing, holding candles. These moments intend to shape us for faithful living, tend to encourage us in the journey of life. Christmas is about the coming of God, the incarnation, the light, the presence, the promises of God coming near to us, coming to us, coming among us, coming for us, and, and we continue to celebrate that good news, the coming of God. God is real. God cares. God loves us. God never leaves us. And God calls us to fellowship and to faith and service in the world, and these are all the things that make all the difference for all of us. But now, here we are, 10 days removed from that, that joyous celebration. Where do we find ourselves? How do we find ourselves? As we move into 2020, the disparity between the rich and the poor only continues to grow. The proportion of Americans in prison exceeds that of any other nation. The partisan and racial divisions among our citizens become deeper and deeper. Our democratic system of elections, our democratic system of governing has become a tool for the wealthy and for foreign influence. America has abandoned its leadership as a champion for a clean environment, a healthy environment, and we no longer believe, as we have for so long, that our children and the future of our children will, will be better than the life we have now. And this weekend, it feels like we're on the brink of a war with Iran. We have a passage today that might meet us right where we are. Listen to John's Gospel. I'm reading from chapter 1. But I'm beginning with verse 9, not verse 10, as it says in the bulletin. And I want you to listen carefully because it just might surprise you with what you hear here. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. This is the word of the Lord. 
So just after that powerful and exhilarating news about the coming of God and the light shining in the darkness, the light of the world coming into the human world, the light that enlightens everyone coming into the world, we have a major shift in this passage. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. Wait, what? I think we need to give this some attention in these days. There seems to be a blindness in the world that doesn't even know when the light comes. There seems to be a life-changing power at work in the world and all around us and through us, and our problem is we ignore it. God is among us, and we keep on with the same old, same old. God is in our face as the light of the world, and what? We turn our backs? We turn our backs? Eugene Peterson has a helpful word for this. Dawdle. Dawdle. To dawdle means to live aimlessly. To dawdle means to live listlessly. We dawdle when we start to feel that our life is just drifting along without any real meaning or purpose. We dawdle when we get displeased. Maybe with our jobs or our spouses or some situation going on in our circumstances because things are not happening like we want. We dawdle when we get so discouraged about our nation and about our world. We dawdle when we think mostly about being stuck in despair. Whenever we dawdle, we're missing God's abiding presence. We remain blind to God's exuberant light. It's so easy. It's so easy to do that. Indeed, commentator Dale Bruner says these two verses from John about the world not knowing him and his own people not accepting him is a basic summary of the whole gospel. Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, the light who comes to inaugurate the reign of God gets a bit of attention and then the people fall away. The people even crucify him. We're so inclined to dawdling, to aimless, listless living or worse. These first days of this new year should give us some inspired insight to think about this light shining in the world and to think about what we're going to do about it. How might we live? How might you and I live? Not turning our backs, not same old, same old, but focused, faithful, full of devotion, full of care. It's so important to celebrate Christmas, to open our hearts to the coming of God, the wonderful light of Christ shining in the darkness, stronger than any darkness. It's so important to celebrate this, but if it is equally, if not more important, to follow up with our lives. We are to live by the light. 
We can't be a part of those who do not know him, as it says. We cannot be a part of those who do not accept him, as it says. Thankfully, the next verse is so full of grace and promise and possibility, and it says this, but to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. Receive, not dawdle is our key word for the day. Receive and believe, not dawdle, the Greek word here for receive is lambano, and it means to take to oneself. Take to oneself. We're invited to, urged to, begged to, expected to take to oneself the light, the presence, the promises, the possibilities of God, to take to oneself all that God brings. Lambano means to welcome, to hold to, to grasp intently. It means to be so taken with Jesus and the promises of God that it actually changes us, opens our eyes, gets into our hearts, flows out of our arms and out of our feet, engages all about us because we've received him. We have put our trust in him. We are seeking, not dawdling, we are seeking to receive and to believe in God who comes among us, whose light shines in the darkness and whose presence and whose care changes everything about us. These two verbs, receive and believe, are really important verbs in the Gospel of John. They keep Re-emerging, believe and receive, believe and receive. And here's the main point in John. Faith is not something you have. Faith is something you do. Faith is something you do. So open to the light. Open to God's love that comes. Open to Jesus enlightening us, transforming us, receiving and believing always leads to joyful, fruitful living. God comes not so we can just stand around in a beautiful sanctuary and sing and hold our candles. God comes to move us to joyful, faithful living in the world. This is what famous preacher William Sloan Coffin said. I love the recklessness of faith. First you leap, and then you grow wings. First you leap, and then you grow wings. The Gospel of John is bidding us, urging us, just welcome him. Just receive him. Just welcome him. Receive him into yourself, this gift of life. And the rest of your life will be changed. Just receive him into your life and entrust your life to God's care and get on with the business of loving and serving God in the world. That's how you're going to find abundant life. Purpose, hope, dignity, life. It's an active journey. It's a process, an ongoing effort, and openness, trusting and growing 
living and serving, seeking and finding, going and doing the ways of Jesus. First you leap, and then you grow wings, and we become children of God. Not of blood, biologically, not that. Not of willpower, determination, not that. Not by strength, but by the sole power of God alone. Grace, free for us, changing us. First you leap, then you grow wings. That's the good news of the gospel. This week I, won, I read a wonderful piece by preacher, teacher, theologian, writer named Brian McLaren. Brian McLaren has inspired me a lot through the years, and Brian McLaren wrote this on New Year's Eve. 2020 will probably be the most significant year in your entire ministry because this is a time of global danger and opportunity. So Brian urges us all to speak up and show up and stand up in this crucial time as the children of God. Most importantly, children of God speak up stand up and show up with a focus on what he calls the five P's. The planet. God told us to care for it as good stewards, McLaren says. We're trashing it as greedy, heartless dictators. Climate change is the most urgent of our problems, but it's the tip of the melting iceberg. Look at the extinction and loss of insects, birds, mammals, fish. Think about loss of soil, fresh water, coral reefs, fisheries. Think about how many paradises are being paved for parking lots or fossil fuel extraction. Speak up about poverty, the second one. In 2015, 80 rich individuals owned as much wealth as half of the earth's people. In 2016, the number went down to 61. In 2017, it was 42. In 2018, it was 26. Think about that in terms of power. Think about how much power 26 people have over the lives of the rest of of humanity. That's a problem. Third, peace. When the planet is being exploited and so are the poor, the results are predictable. Drought, flood, famine, hunger, mass migration, p- petty crime, organized crime, political corruption, civil war, world war, nuclear war. Dr. King was right. Our choice is no longer between violence and nonviolence, it's between nonviolence and non existence. In times of stress, we are more likely to lash out at others, to blame others, to choose fight and flight over love and curiosity, to put winning battles over winning friends. Fourth P is political corruption. We're in the midst of a constitutional crisis in what some call the cold civil war. At the root of our political problems are racism, which is America's original sin, and greed, It's other original sin, both of which fuel abuses of power at all levels of government. Behind the scenes, national governments are becoming puppets of global oligarchy. If you haven't seen this unfolding, I don't know what to say. And then 5P, all people 
All people, no exceptions. This past week, we've seen another wave of vile anti-Semitic attacks, whether it's Jews or Muslims or LBGTQ persons, refugees, immigrants, Mexicans, Sikhs, Hindus, liberals, conservatives, the media, or whoever. We have a growing number of religious and political demagogues who build their base by scapegoating some vulnerable group and blaming them for all of our problems. Suddenly, Jesus' teachings about loving our neighbor as ourselves, no exceptions, including Jewish, Buddhist, Christian, atheist, Mexican, or any other kind of neighbor, seems positively revolutionary. McLaren says we should get those five Ps, planet, poverty, peace, political corruption, and all people, and put them on three-by-five cards and keep finding ways to work on all those As the children of God, that is what we do. Faith is about what we do. This is our calling. When we receive and believe and become children of God by the sole grace of God, it's about living and doing and being active in the world for God's light and God's love and God's healing and God's justice and God's hope. And it's all toward the promised reign of God everywhere. What will we be about in this new year? May we be about children of God, living toward God's reign with passion and commitment, faithfulness and devotion, always and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, to turn from you is to fall. To turn to you is to rise, to receive, to believe, to live loving and serving. Well, that is to abide forever. We seek that way following Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.